Welcome in New Hope family to the New Hope podcast. This morning, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Uh, man, we've got this thing that we're trying to do called an interview. And so I'm sitting across the table with the great Jason student pastor, hero guy of our church. And I'm really excited because we're going to be talking about student ministry together and just kind of the ins and outs of student ministry and what student week coming up and a whole bunch of different stuff. We just want to talk about our youth. And this is going to be a series where... Uh, a couple times a year, we're going to interview staff members, and Jason was gracious enough to volunteer first to to kind of have a conversation with me, so we can talk about some ministry philosophy of our student ministry and things that we're are going to be doing this year and have done in the past. And so, man, welcome in, Jason. Hey, thanks, Dan. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. I'm excited. Yeah, dude, it's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to start off with doing this. Tell me your favorite youth ministry story. Oh, man, so many stories. You know, and just recently, I kind of had one of these existential life flash before your eye moments. Um, it was right before the great winter flood of New Hope. <laughs> and I, w- I was sitting on the stage in the FLC, and I had just seen some students uh, of of old, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to say former students, but students, former students of the youth group and grown up and have family and kids now, and, and we're just reconnecting with them and talking with them and just sitting and all of a sudden I found myself sitting on the stage of the FLC just looking around and and all of a sudden just memory started coming up of former students of former events and probably I'm sure it was fueled by seeing those former students but I started seeing all of these memories and and people and faces and when it comes down to favorite memories that's what it comes down to is it's people it's mm-hmm. the students themselves and of course there are amazing events that we've experienced and I can tell you stories of those um, just amazing seeing God do great things in the students lives and then how he used students during certain events mission trips camps uh, whatever vacation Bible school but it is the faces it is the people that fuels me that is so rewarding and seeing God change lives um, and being able to have those relationships with the students all through this time. And even now, uh, all the students since I came here in 2003, yeah, man. just to give some time, um, the old man, if you will, uh, the vet, <laughs> your veteran. Yeah. yeah, very much so seasoned very heavily. So Anderson saw a picture of me. We just took this past weekend and my hair was even more looking grayer than ever. He's like, <laughs> wow, dad, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are getting old. You are getting old. So I was like, thanks, You son. got the salt and pepper in there. It looks I got, good, I'm getting, It's more yeah. salt now. It's more salt now, it, for it, sure. It's refined. Does that mean I'm getting more salty? I think so. Oh, Yeah, yikes. just a little bit. I got to watch that. I got to watch that. Yeah. yeah. Got to keep the saltiness away. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Jesus calls you to be full of grace and seasoned with salt. There you so go. You just not just salty. Be- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You could it's, look at it as more sanctification <laughs> is happening, go. you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. We we read a verse from Proverbs about how, you know, the, the glory of the old men is their gray hair mm. uh, last night. And so, you know, I may, maybe you're just becoming more and more glorious. There you go. You think about there it that go. way. Yeah, Jennifer won't let me color. I've actually bought the box yeah. to color the hair, right? Just to do the streaks or whatever. And she's like, no, don't do it. Don't mm-hmm. do it. All right. So I think the box is still sitting in the bathroom. So just, just for men's touch of gray. Just for men. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the slow fade back into the yeah. brown, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. I was looking in the mirror the other day, and I saw 
three gray hairs. Oh, which is you. I know. I wish it was that. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it, I'm I'm heading that direction, yeah, brother. Yeah. And I was I was looking at it because like the sun, the, like the not the sunlight. I was in a bathroom, right? But the light was glinting off mm. of it, and I was like, gleaming, I'm, gleaming. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I need to pull those things out. So mm. I did. I'm, I got them out. Yeah, guess what? You're gonna have to be more in its place. I know, man. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. My life is changing. <laughs> you know, absolutely. And and for the better, like you just mm-hmm. said. Yeah, absolutely for the better. Thanks for being willing to yeah. just counsel me through this process. Oh, absolutely, anytime. Mm-hmm. I anytime. need your wise counsel. <laughs> just and Any, I anytime. begin to go gray. I'd love to be there. So be I want to know a. I want to know the most wild thing that has ever happened oh, in youth group. And, even, and I will share my can stories Can we even tell well. those stories? Yes, you're allowed so, to. Ben Mockhart, yes. if I can drop a name on here. Oh, there ben, you go. <laughs> he told me I should write a book mm-hmm. about all the stories. And I was like, dude, no. I, I No, I can't do that. I can't <laughs> write that book. Because there are some, I mean, stories of, of leaders being tied up in chairs at camp mm-hmm. uh, and uh, set outside rooms and and. Uh, so many, so many stories. Yeah. Guys campouts and the craziness, wildness that happens when, when guys just get away from, uh, yeah, and just yes. the weird things, you know, the mm-hmm. craziness ensues. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, park rangers begin to show up and those mm-hmm. stories, right? Yeah. So uh, th- those, yeah, I, man, so many wildness. Well, I mean, stories that was thinking about Eddie Skidmore is probably one of my most famous leaders of old. He was a leader when I first came here. He was a leader up until his passing and just an amazing man and servant-hearted, loved his kids, loved the students. He would always go out to their games and record them and take pictures of them. At the end of the year, he'd make a video slideshow to give them of all the things that they did throughout the year. Um, so uh, Stories like that, right, that I love, that I'll never forget. Yeah. Um, but wild stories. The, the wildest, I mean, it's always been... Oh, gosh. I mean, kids getting sick in vans coming back from trips. It's, uh, the, those things stand out. The wildness, you know, the things that just kind of that you'll never forget uh, as far as those things happening. Uh, but the man, the wildest, I don't that's a tough answer to give as the wildest. Uh, most insane. I guess Eddie being tied up and like I said, well, I go Eddie being tied up and, and placed outside of his room at camp and, and by his uh, boys by his boys yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and then getting for going going with it for a while and then at the end he was just so mad so mad <laughs> at, the, at the boys because <laughs> then they, they wouldn't stop they wouldn't stop you know egging him on right and and doing things um yeah it's the, you know it's the dangers of being a youth leader right uh-huh, uh-huh. you know that is that's an invitation anyone who wants to become a youth leader you too could get tied up oh, by absolutely. your own students yeah. if you're not careful yep, yep. and that was in my very <laughs> early days that was probably 2004 or 5 yeah that was in early days of yeah. me being here uh, yeah <laughs> that's crazy man mm-hmm. you know it was it was really funny because and I don't know if it was funny or not but I, I definitely laughed at the at least the shock of it is that you know we had the D now right overall yes. early, early, early this year yes and we were talking, um, and we had a mutual connection, and it was a guy that that is actually going to potentially be speaking at one of our camps coming up. Okay, right? okay. Uh, and so we were talking about that that personal connection, right? Okay. Um, and uh, you said he spoke for you one other time before. Oh, gosh. Uh, yes. And I was like, oh, really, when? And I think you said, yeah, that was the year the speaker died. I said, was it the year the speaker died? Because <laughs> I wasn't sure. Tell, I wasn't tell sure. us about this. No, no, no. Poor, oh, gosh. So we had a, we had a leader coming in uh, to speak, and 
uh, for a disciple now. He had him set up and lined up, and all of a sudden he got sick. And he messaged me and said, hey, I'm really sick, and it's, you know, I'm going to the hospital. And, and it's, I mean, it's, <laughs> uh, I'll be praying for you, man. And, and uh, he said, well, I want you to know I'm going to, well, well, I'll keep you informed. Um, and unfortunately, he ended up, um, he ended up passing away. And uh, it was it was rough. <laughs> I mean, it's when did he pass away? It was like that week, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, we had less than a week's time, I think. To, yeah. Yes, less than a week's time to find somebody. And um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, but, but that's the type of stuff that that people don't see that happens all the time sure. in youth ministry. Yeah, right? <laughs> and it's not really stuff like you're, you're not really telling that story to be. You know, well, I guess we. I mean, it was it was crazy, and we yeah. managed through it. But yeah. Definitely a sad situation, but yeah, it, it is behind the in, scenes things that it, happen like that. Incredibly sad, right? Sure. sure. Uh, man, we feel for the family, all the above. Mm-hmm. Let's let's make sure we hit that pastoral Absolutely. note. Absolutely. And also from a pragmatic standpoint, you know, having been a youth pastor before mm-hmm. and you know, knowing what it, I mean, you set up the whole camp. Everything's yeah. ready to go. Like we're ready to rock and roll. And then all of a sudden. Something happens. <laughs> Your, yeah, your speaker dies. Yeah. What yeah. do you do? You're yeah. scrambling last minute. And so in that sense, just from the irony of it, those things happen all the time. Mm-hmm. There's a last minute something yeah, absolutely. that happens. Yeah, that's every year, every event. Something happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, host homes for disciple now is they get sick and you lose a home all of a sudden. And uh, yeah, every 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 event, there's something that's going to happen and you got to be ready for it. And you can't plan for it. There's some best, stuff that you just can't plan right, for. Right, Yeah. So if, for, for instance, I, one of the craziest stories for me was, um, man, I was re- I was coming in on Sunday morning, ready to ready to preach, had my notes, had my iPad, rocking and rolling. Uh, it's 8.37. I remember so I get a call from my mom saying, hey, I need you to come over mm. and I need you to bring some dads with you. Um, because my husband is right now passed out on heroin. Oh my. And when he wakes up, I'm really nervous on what's going to happen with me and my kids. I need to get them out. of. I need to get them out of the house. Wow. And I need, I need somebody here with me because it was a dangerous, it was a dangerous situation. And so literally I was like, yep, I'll be right there. I hand my iPad to my worship leader and said, Hey bro, you're preaching this morning. Mm. And he was like, I guess I am. <laughs> so, you know, he's got to do the sermon. I go over there with, you know, a couple of the the trusted dad leaders in in our ministry who had who had been working with with the kid and with the family and already had that relationship, that type of a thing. Wow. And we were just in the apartment until the dad woke up and was rousing from a mm-hmm. a, a drug induced heroin stupor, and. You know, we started to have a conversation with them and then called the police. And eventually he he had to go to jail and then we got him into rehab mm. and the family was able to, um, you know, kind of recover. And then they tried to reunite. Eventually, sad story like that. That dad ended up passing away on a drug overdose. Wow. Yeah. And so you've got three kids and a mom who's just kind of been wrapped up in that. But that, those are the things that are crazy that you have insight into families and families mm. of our church that mm. maybe people wouldn't know, right? Mm-hmm, You're mm-hmm. walking with them through deep struggles and mm-hmm. hard things. And mm-hmm. so I won't ask you to share a story about that, but yeah. I think that's an aspect of youth ministry that people don't think about. Mm. You're actually caring for a lot of the families a yeah. lot of the time. You're yeah, spending absolutely. time with them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, there's been, there's been early morning... Um, 
surprise knocks yeah. at the door, right? And thankful so much for my godly wife um, who has been there for those situations to be a support and a help and, and a, a ministry mate, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, for those situations like that. Uh, when, when there was early morning knock and a, and a surprise situation that needed to be taken care of right then. Mm-hmm. And um, absolutely, absolutely. So when you're talking about having to hand over the reins for preaching, so I've, I've told this story many times to, in the past, but I love I, it's a funny story. Yeah. So it was a time where I was lined up to preach on a Sunday morning, and the night before we were to go out uh, to dinner with some friends. I'll drop another name, Jeff Whitmire, the Whitmires, yeah. and uh, they've since moved to Houston, but still great friends and connect with them. But uh, we were college friends and at each other's weddings. And anyway, so it was his birthday, and he wanted to go to a restaurant where they serve a wing, a hot wing that has the name Fire in the Hole. Oh. Okay. Oh my and there gosh. is a challenge that you can do. If you can eat 25 of these wings, then you can get your picture on the board and so, so forth. So he was, I cannot handle hot things. Yeah. I cannot. And I'm getting less and less. I can, I'm can. i mild only now. I can't, go, I can't even go medium anymore. Yeah. But uh, so he wanted the fire in the whole wings and he got him. And he's like, okay, Jason. So for my birthday, you're going to eat one fire in the whole wing. I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. There's no way. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Can't do it. And all of a sudden, he throws the wing across the table and it lands on my plate and says, do it. I'm like, dude, you understand. I cannot handle this. He's like, and so night goes on and he continues to pressure, continues to pressure. You know, as a brother, I love him. And I finally said, okay, I'm going to do a, I'm going to take a bite just to show you what's going to happen. I take one bite. And I thought I was going to die. Yeah. thought I was going to die. Absolutely thought I was going to die. That was it. I'm done. I can't do any more. Look at my face. Look at my sweating and everything. Well, later that night, I end up in the emergency room. Oh, no. No joke. In the emergency room and <laughs> with some fire in the hole, oh, if you no. will. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. That's the and, worst. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so late at night, I, I, I call uh, our, our associate pastor at the time. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be there tomorrow. I don't know. I'm in the emergency room. Just be ready. He's like, oh, you got this. You can come through. You can, you know, you can handle it. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So he was ready to go the next morning. But I did end up preaching the next day. But I got to tell the story from the pulpit. Right. I was in the emergency room last night. Let me tell you what happened. And when I said what the name of the wing was, one of our dear ladies in the church literally laughed so loud that everyone was turning around to look to see who it was that was laughing so loud at the name of the wing and what had ended up happening to me. Oh, so man. I didn't have to hand over the reins to preach that, on that moment, but that's a story forever. Yeah, you of, you, were, uh, you soldiered on. Uh, yeah. yeah. And how many times do you have to do I mean, like, for oh, real, sure. like, you, you know, in youth ministry, especially on retreats, stuff like that, you... You're on. You're on board. Like you can't mm-hmm. get sick. Mm-hmm. You're ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Everything's mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. And you're pushing so hard that even at the end, like you've man, you've spent everything for Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think one of the big questions I have for you is how have you seen youth ministry change from 2003 until now in 2021? What what have, what have you seen as some of the biggest changes in youth ministry over that time? Well, the biggest change is student leadership. So to see the students take ownership of the ministry and to be, but the ministry becomes theirs. It becomes what they are making it. And so, whereas it used to be just consumer ministry, you yeah. you come in, you you go sit down, and you 
get fed, and then you're gone, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas now, student success, student ministry success, or church success is that you are engaging in the ministry, that you are plugging in, that you are leading out, that it is your ministry. Mm -hmm. uh, and seeing that become more and more so over the years is the, is the biggest change. Um, now, of course, that's as far as ministry philosophy and operation. That's the, been the biggest change. Now, there have been lots of changes over time just how churches look, style. And, mm -hmm. and, over, and I, I grew up in the church. I shared this story recently with the staff. My parents had me in church the moment I was born. My earliest memories are being in the preschool and being at church. I got left at the church yeah. when I was, uh, I think, three or four years old. And I remember it specifically. So my earliest memories are being in the church. So I've seen churches experienced church all through these 45 years, if you will. And so I've seen the changes of how they've looked and felt and sounded throughout all of these decades. But over the youth ministry, over this amount of time, that's been the coolest thing to see changes is students owning their ministry and uh, seeing their God's call on their life uh, to use their gifts and abilities or talents um, uh, to love God, to love Him, and to make and to love people. Could you imagine playing some of the games that were played in the Chubby 90s? Bunny today cannot do it. Can't do it. Can't anymore. do it. No, it's in fact it, <laughs> for the longest time that game remained on the you know the resource websites, but at the bottom it would say "Do not recommend." Or <laughs> if you don't know what Chubby Bunny is, uh, you take marshmallows and you stuff them into the corners of your mouth. Uh, and you say the phrase chubby bunny and then you keep adding marshmallows and adding marshmallows until you cannot say that phrase anymore and that's when you give up well there literally has been choking yeah from that game yeah absolutely so, true true hazard oh sure but a lot of fun we thought about <laughs> playing it together on the podcast but we figured it would be you know bad audio yeah you know? it might be some funny audio actually also some gurgling audio. and some yeah some yeah, yeah. but you know <laughs> Neither just want to choke today. No, not today. But yeah, I mean, there's there's so much that has changed in youth ministry, and I think one of the things is also ju just the perspective of from being more of an attractional, hey, come, you can, right. you know, we, we've got something for you. Here's consumer, da, yes. da da da. Like, come, you might win an iPad if you come. There's a reason why we don't do that at New Hope, but towards also a missional mindset of, hey, there's less and less kids that grow up in, in a church. Mm -hmm. And that's happening as our culture is continuing to shift away from being a predominantly Christian environment, predominantly Christian culture, and becoming more and more of a lost culture. Mm -hmm. Kids don't have the biblical background, and they're not growing up in a church. And if they do, there's no, there's no, there's no guarantee that it's a biblically grounded church. Mm. And so being, being missional has become more and more of a I th well, you talk about that because we talk about this extensively between us. But how how is living on mission, being missional, and incorporate Student Week into that? Well, yeah, yeah. So Student Week coming up in June twenty first to twenty fifth. So that what this is, and, and students being on mission is that they are seeing opportunities for reaching their friends for Christ everywhere that they are. That they that they have that mindset. They're seeing others with God's eyes that they are needing him, needing to come to relationship with, with Christ. And so how do we do that? How do we find moments to make that happen? We create those moments. We create those moments in conversations. We create those moments in experiences with hanging out with our friends or doing things with our friends where we can find ourselves dialoguing and having conversation about 
our faith in Christ, our belief in Christ. And so what Student Week is, is we are creating that experience for them. We're giving an opportunity for students to have an experience where they're coming together and spending an entire day together, where we're going to be in morning devotion, if you will, and then spending all afternoon with opportunities, doing a fun, exciting event, having an adventure, if you will, but having that opportunity during those adventures to have conversations about Christ, about their relationship with Christ, so that they are, you are sharing and others who don't know Christ or are not experiencing that relationship and not experiencing that life change in Christ can see that difference in our students, can see that difference in us through a fun event, through an experience, if you will. But the whole point is that they're seeing Christ in us in an everyday situation. And then we're coming back together in the evening to worship together and celebrate together uh, and hear the actual gospel um, preached and presented from stage uh, through through uh, through a speaker, through a preacher. So that's what Student Week is. It is a missional opportunity for students to have their friends see Christ in them in everyday experiences, but also uh, in opportunities to be in Bible study and worship together. Yeah. You know, I want to add, I got an email just yesterday from a father who wanted to find out more about our summer events and how they can get their kids involved. And so I want to say to everyone, if you want to find out more about how all that we are doing this summer, whether it be in Hope Group or Student Week or Camp or VBS or Primetime, I would love to tell you all about what we're doing in the student ministry at New Hope. And so feel free to reach out to me, jasonc at discovernewhope.com. as Jason C as in Collins. And I look forward to hearing from anyone that would have any kind of question uh, for me about me or the ministry. And the reason why we're not saying the speaker's name is because he's that good. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I think we so, can say Scotty Frey. <clears throat> oh, yeah, we can. Yeah, Scotty Frey. Scotty Frey. That'll work. Yeah, yeah. but uh, top one of the one of the one of the men who teaches. That's one of my favorite teachers mm. in all time, you know, uh, glad we were able to, to grab him. But he, he, there's some, there's some mission work that he does that I, we can't really reveal his full name. So just letting you know, we're not being coy for, right. uh, for a purpose. Just to be coy. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. 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 but you know, uh, with, with the idea of living on mission and spending a week doing that, one of the, one of the ways we came up with that was we were thinking through lost people more and more. They are not willing to darken the door of a church. Mm-hmm. You know, if you put out a, a research poll, like organizations at Barna go down the list, right, have put out polls saying, hey, would you be willing to go to a church? And the answer is no. But would you be willing to go to somebody's home or go to an event mm-hmm. or – and more and more people say yes, because for whatever reason, there's a stigma there, mm-hmm. right? And so by having these events, like what are some of the events you're going to be doing throughout the week? Number one, I want to know that. But number two, well, why why are we doing those events? I mean, don't they, they cost money. You know, they're they're going to take a lot of time. It seems like we're having a lot of fun here. So are we just doing a bunch of fun stuff during student week? Or is that actually part of the goal as far as living on mission. It definitely is a part of the goal because we're giving, that's the experience part of it. That we're, yep. that we're, that students themselves lost, or those students that don't know Jesus as well as Christian are having an, an experience together. Yeah. That's spending the day together. An experience where they're making memories together. Yep. So you've got someone that doesn't know Jesus and they're having a, 
if you will, a fun experience with a Christian. Hey, this Christian's not so bad. Yep. Listen, to be f- afraid of, of, of who this Christian is or what they might say about me and my life. Mm-hmm. We're having an awesome time together. We're having an awesome experience together. Uh, so that's that fun part, right? But that also it's crazy creating that ever that everyday experience because they're they're spending the day together. And so we are having this fun experience, but they're also spending the day together where they're able to have conversations and dialogue together. They may be able to ask questions and develop relationships, develop relationships. Yeah. So that, so that, that discipleship process, if you will, that they're beginning to, to create experiences to see it's, it's, it's okay. It's cool. It's, it's going to be, it's, it's fun to be a part of people that follow Jesus. Yeah. And then, that begins to develop a relationship with those students and with the in the people of the church, with the adults, the leaders as well, um, which will in turn hopefully lead them into being discipled yeah. uh, for Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to a parent just recently who was afraid their son, their child was afraid of coming to church for fear of what others might think or say about yes. him. And I was—I had the opportunity to speak into that. Our students are not going to be that type of—they're not going to put that kind of, of, of fear, that kind of uh, hate, if you will. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to be uh, one to uh, to demean or to demoralize. They're, they're, we want our—anyone that comes into our group, anyone that comes to visit us, anytime we are around others, we want them to see— that Christ has truly made a difference in us, and it's an exciting thing. It's a joy thing, as James mm-hmm. talks about. Uh, there's joy in our heart and joy in our life, and we want you to be able to be a part of that as well and experience that as well. And so uh, I'm happy to say, glad to say, that we have not seen that, per se, that yep. our students are not uh, sending others away yep. by how they are treating them. Absolutely. And I'm, and I'm hoping that more and more that that would be the case, that anyone that comes to visit our student ministry, anyone that comes to visit New Hope, uh, would feel welcomed and loved in the love of Christ. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, man, if, if you have never been to a church, mm. if you've never known a Christian, you don't know who Jesus is, you don't know what to believe, right? But you watch things on TV you get an impression of a Christian yeah. that may not be true. Absolutely. Oftentimes isn't true. Mm-hmm. Think about the Simpsons with Ned Flanders, right? <laughs> like, come yeah. on. No, like, so, there's, there's never been a pastor like Ned Flanders. Yeah. Or, or maybe there has been. Man, it's been so long I, since I've watched The Simpsons, but yeah, yeah I, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about, yeah. Yeah, and so I, I, I it's just that concept more mm-hmm, than anything mm-hmm. else. And yeah. there, there's always there's always this uh kind of a stigma and a characterization and by the way christians deserve some of that mm. you know we deserve some mm-hmm, of that mm-hmm. but there it, it's so it's such a foreign thing to a lost person that just seeing everyday life together is really important mm-hmm. and it's and we do other things right we're called to more than to sit in a pew to sing sing from a hymnal and then to go home and to kneel down and pray. we're actually called to be in community with one another absolutely right we're called to engage with one another and to step into the mess of people's lives absolutely and as you have you know y- y'all are going to BSR which is the giant water slide thing right oh cable park is that yeah, 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 okay yeah. I didn't the know BSR yeah. cable park yeah, in yeah. Waco mm-hmm. yeah and I tell you what, you get up to the top of that slide, and there's a lot of fear that comes out. <laughs> I can't wait. It's crazy. I can't wait. You know, and and that's another opportunity to 
to talk with kids because as they're scared to death looking down that slide and they're mm. exhibiting fear, it's an opportunity to counsel them like, hey, what are you afraid of? Mm. And what else are you afraid of? Absolutely. You know? And being able to dig in and have depth of life there. Mm -hmm. And then you go down the slide together and you build trust. <laughs> right? But Absolutely. you're doing that through physical activities, which is how you, they, how they learn, mm -hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait to, to see that experience of them, that they're experience that fear and, and, and to, to, uh, to fight through it, to overcome it. You can't uh, wait for them to experience can't that. Can't wait fear. for it to, to, to see that fear on their face. Yeah. And, and we're going through James, you know, in prime time and he says, yeah. consider it all joy, mm -hmm. man. When you face that fear, when you face that trial, that tribulation, uh, uh, that's your, your consider it joy because you're going to be growing from it. And so that's what, yeah, that's, that's the hope that we're going to be growing toward Christ closer together in community and toward Christ as, uh, as seeing him as our Lord and savior. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm tempted to even maybe join for a day or two. No, if you, you would let me. Should. Mm. We'll see. You we'll see. Should. I think it'd be fun. You can, yeah. You're, you have, you're the, uh, yeah. I'll the just, seasoned pro at that one. Yes. I think and, there's pictures maybe. Uh, there, there <laughs> may have been, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, uh -huh. but you know, I just want to be in Keith's words, just the, the fly on that camel, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. So Marco's laughing from a podcast a couple yeah. uh, weeks ago, but I wanted to ask you this, if you could define student ministry in New Hope's expression of student ministry, how would you, how would you say that we do youth ministry here at New Hope? And we'll end on this question. So, yeah, we want our students, uh, the new hope vision is that we are making new disciples. And so it's our hope and prayer that we're seeing students make disciples and then disciples making disciples, making disciples. Now, how we're doing that is we are creating a community of believers that are diving into God's word together, going through a book of the word together, uh, diving into it and seeing how it practically it, it affects us and should change us, holding each other accountable to memorizing scripture and to and continuing to study God's word together, to worshiping together. We have opportunities through our, our church worship, our family worship to worship together. We have opportunities to worship through prime time where our students are leading other students in worship uh, and the word. And then we are then deploying out to go and be missional, uh, to see others come to know Christ and to experience that discipleship, that could experience that community uh, that we are engaging in here um, as the family of New Hope, and so all that together, that that uh, that 3D model, if you will, that we've yeah. talked about over the years, absolutely, um, that we are discovering Christ, growing in Christ, and that we are sharing that love to others so that they might experience that as well. Yeah, discovered, developed, deploy, yeah. all wrapped into one. Absolutely, and, and you know we. That can never be oversaid. We've said it for a lot yeah. over the years, but it can never be oversaid. Of that that's that's our process. That's that's what it means to become a fully devoted follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. Is that you are in community with the body of Christ, growing together in His Word, so that others might come to know Him too. That you're loving God and you're loving people. Yeah, it all boils down to those two great and, commandments. And and I, and I think that because you 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 catch them with what you keep them with. Right. Mm. And I think because so often churches don't go through their version of the 3D process, right? They don't help the kids discover, develop, and deploy. Mm. They don't teach them to do that. You see an epidemic of it's about 80% of the kids who walk out of high school leave the church for a period of time. Mm. And that's happening right now. Yeah. Is it 80 or is it 60%? I think it's 80. 
uh, maybe maybe I don't seen them recent. I know it had been sixty for a while. Yeah, so I'm not sure. What I, it's I think it's continuing to go up. So we'll say sixty plus at this point, Absolutely. just to be yeah. accurate. But uh, yeah, I mean, more and more kids are walking away and never coming back, and it's because they they weren't they weren't they never discovered mm-hmm. they they weren't developed, and they didn't know how to deploy, mm-hmm. and so they chased the dreams of the world instead. Yeah, they're just they were being entertained. Mm-hmm. And we want to be more than that. We yeah. want to be definitely be more than that. We want to be, we want to definitely becoming more like Christ in all that we do. We want we to want give them the gospel. <laughs> That's where it begins, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, and take it, take it, take that gospel from us and take it to the world. Yeah. Last question. Okay. This is going to put you on the spot. Oh no. What would I not know about you unless you told me? Oh man. Uh this is this is Jason's <laughs> worst nightmare right now. We may cut this. We'll see. What do I not know about me? Uh, it, I I might be it, I, it might be an, I might be an open book in some ways. Uh, I've got a lot of things that I enjoy. Um, you know, all three of my kids enjoy different things. Anderson, of course, loves sports, and I have loved sports over the years. Hogan loves Star Wars and and Marvel. I love Star Wars and Marvel. Um, and then Ella is trying to figure herself out, but but uh, you know I all of, I see all of my different things that I who I am in all of my kids, and sometimes it's hard. I gotta I gotta put this hat on with Anderson with the sports and talk about sports. And I gotta put this hat on with Hogan and talk about Star Wars and Marvel and, and different things. So it I I have such a wide interest of things that I enjoy. Uh, you know that it's uh, I'm definitely a movie guy all around. Yeah. Um, when you first came on, you, know, you were asking me what my favorite movies were, what my yeah. favorite character was, and that even that was a tough question for me because I love so many things. Mm-hmm. I love so many movies. I love so many stories. I love so many uh, entertaining things, if you will. Um, so it's hard. It was hard to put that into a box. So even this question, I think, I see that as a part of that. I enjoy so many things. What what is some, that? Uh, what is something that most people would not know uh, about? So, uh, I will say this: um, Pastor Keith talked about the Bills on Sunday, and that was my secret. My no, it wasn't a secret. That was my that was oh that was my heartbreak. Oh of the 90s. really? I was such a Bills fan. Yeah, so I was. If you could think of the most diehard sports fan in all of history. Th- go to the nth level of that, and that was me for the Bills. It started yeah. off with Jim Kelly, and he was playing in Houston where I grew up. Followed him to the Bills, became just a diehard, diehard. I mean, I ordered their magazine yeah. and had it sent to me weekly from Orchard Park, New York. Wow. Um, I had my room completely decorated in Bills stuff. And so when Scott Norwood missed that field goal, heart was just broken broken and and then the subsequent years of that the three more super bowls after that and all the heartbreak there um (laughs) and so when when pastor was telling that story sunday and uh my son jennifer and anderson both texted me wide right i went oh what (laughs) what why? Why are you entering into that pain of yeah. me? And so, yeah. Once all those guys retired, you know, I, I moved away from the Bills. But uh, that story of Norwood and and the Bills that that so maybe some that maybe is something that most people may not know because I'm not following them as much anymore. But that was I, I sat in a room 
when the when the Cowboys beat the Bills the first time, and it was like 52-17 was the final score, I was visiting a college in Louisiana, and I, I was in uh, the media room of this guy's dorm room watching this game, and I was the only high school student on this visit on that day, and so all these college guys are cheering and crazy going for the Cowboys, and here I am sitting in the back, literally basically in the corner, watching this Super Bowl and my Bills getting destroyed. And uh, so, yeah, so many, so many heartbreaking stories from those Bills days. But mm. I can't believe that Pastor Keith brought that, <laughs> that yeah. story out. There's so many better stories, Pastor. <laughs> There's so many more, more better stories. Just reminding, oh my gosh. reminding of your trauma. Yeah. I mean, he could have he gone to the greatest comeback of all time with yep. the Bills and uh, Frank Reich. Right. And then after the game, uh, he quoted the lyrics from In Christ Alone. Yeah. And so yeah. that's a cool story too, Pastor. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Heartbreak all secret, over the place. Secret heartbreak all from Scott Norwood the and the Bills. Yeah. yeah, you'll probably get made fun of by some Cowboys fans now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Anderson well, especially. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> well, guys, we love you. It's been fun. Uh, thanks for kind of going through the journey with us about student ministry. And hopefully you learned something a little bit more about what we do at New Hope for youth ministry, for student ministry, and a little bit more about Jason. Mm. Um, a lot of fun. We love you guys. Talk to you all next week.